everyone, and welcome to Couples Book Club. It's a lot of it's a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I can read, you can read, we can read. We're reading together. I married you, you married me. We got married, yeah, we married each other. Now we're reading books, talking in mics, discussing stuff. With one another, we're a, a couple's book club. Ah, uh, yes, this is the podcast where Isaac and I read the same book, and also we're married to each other. And this week, we have a special guest. Hello. Emily Townswick is here to talk to us um, about a very important book. Yes, um, so important that I might have forgotten the exact name of the title. <laughs> uh, we read "Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man." What a, what men really think about love, relationships, intimacy, and commitment by Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Um, well, we brought in Emily, mm-hmm. who I know from uh, improv and sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a group called Lady Brain together that has a show coming up. Mm-hmm. Plugs, plugs. We'll plug it. Um, uh, she's also uh, a, a single lady out on the scene. I am <laughs> really I giving am. us the perspective we need yeah. on this book. Uh, well, I think I think it's fun um, because you know we've got the couples reading it, sure, and this is really written for for couples or people <laughs> people who want to be in people want to be in a couple, right? And um, for me, when I'm when I was reading it, I was finding a lot of it like. I couldn't. It was hard for me to relate to because I don't know if I necessarily want to be in a couple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey would probably make that same noise. <laughs> uh, Steve Harvey. Um, so of course, Steve Harvey is a mustachioed comedian mm-hmm. um, who hosts some kind of radio show where people like write in and ask for his advice for some reason so that's a special kind of desperation i think when you're writing into a radio show right a steve harvey radio show right and it's called like the strawberry club or something i think his co-host who's a lady her last name is strawberry oh, and, sure. and i was like okay is that why we call it strawberry letters i was I very confused about that for a while and then it was towards the end that sure. became clear but um it's just a thing for for strawberries uh but i will say on uh page number three is really where he he tells you what his qualifications are mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's talking about answering these questions uh through my answers i started imparting wisdom about men wisdom gathered from working more than half a century on one concept how to be a man <laughs> and that's the first time i said go fuck yourself out loud <laughs> while reading this book <laughs> It's Surprised worst. it took you until page three for that. I know, right? <laughs> it's restraint. Right, right. So, man. So, yeah, I mean, Steve Harvey really breaks it down into mm-hmm. three three easily digestible parts about what being a man mm-hmm. is about. Well, section one is the mindset of a man. Okay. Section two, why men do what they do. And section three, the playbook, how to win the game. <laughs> Sport metaphor. Yeah, let's... Let's just preface this with saying there's a lot of uh, food metaphors. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sport metaphors. Right, because that's what men like. Right, exactly. Food and sports. Yeah. Sport foods. 
And, you know, I really think it's important that Steve here is really giving the, the secrets about how men think and operate because that's not at all what our entire culture is built towards. No. We have no, no. idea. We've never heard any of no, these I, ideas. They're, these never, aren't like... Never. And especially as someone, I guess I identify as a millennial, it's like I've never heard mm -mm. these things. I've never no. read them in books. Like mm -mm. It's all new. It's all new. So it totally flipped the script on me on how I was going to, how I'm going to approach men in the future. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my, my biggest concern was that he's, he's, given, he's given it all up. Like, what do we have now? All the secrets, they're just out there. Is that against the bro code? Yeah. It's a flagrant, nay, heinous violation of the bro code. <laughs> but I mean, for you guys, it's cool because you're already married. Because the ultimate chapter is, how do I get that ring, right? Something That's like that. true, but it, it kind of seems like I've fucked it up. If yeah. I take yeah, the advice here, I think. I've done a terrible job, and yep. I don't know how I even have yep. a husband. Right, that's true. I mean, I'm only like technically a man that's so true i think it, <laughs> that's true that yeah. might be how it worked mm -hmm. primarily i guess we could just talk about this the, the different sections so he talks about you know, the first section is the mindset of a man i guess what is important to men is achieving things and having money mm -hmm. and knowing who they are right which is a man who has money Achieves right things <laughs> and has money. yeah right yeah. knowing who you are uh getting there sure and making money right and I if you're not making money or don't have a plan to make money then you can't be in a relationship that's a fact that is a fact fellas they know the fellas I mean, they, know the fe all the fellas the, the fellas know. know okay yep. sorry ladies ladies they are not ready okay uh -huh. that's why i uh strapped this guy down in grad school when he had so much earning potential yeah making that sweet <laughs> adjunct money Clear, clear idea of my future and identity, etc. Okay, but there's three things that a man does in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Isaac, can you tell us what those are? I cannot. God, you <laughs> suck as a man. Well, you suck as a woman also, so we're, we're even. Damn it. God, I envy your guys' marriage. <laughs> so Steve is telling us Oh, is this, the, is this the three Ps thing? Yeah. Okay. That boys don't love the way that girls do, okay? Mm-hmm. They do three things, and three things only. Mm -hmm. So men, the first thing that they do to show that they really mean it is mm -hmm. that they profess their feelings. Mm -hmm. So they start calling you their woman. Yeah, I mean, he to quote Steve Harvey, he says, these are some examples of um, professions. Not sure. professions as in a job, job right. but how you would profess a woman as your woman. Right. Look, man, this is my woman. Or... <laughs> This is my girl, or my baby's mama, mm -hmm. or my lady. Exactly. <laughs> if he just says, this is my friend, or this is blank, insert your name here, not good enough. He's not no. professing. He's no, not claiming you no, as his no, own. No, 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 no. Forget there, about it. There needs it. to be some sort of, like, property declaration, yes. or else it's not official. Yes. I'm going to start introducing Isaac as my friend. <laughs> <laughs> People can be like, I thought that was her husband. <laughs> this is my friend. So after he's professed that you're his and everybody knows it and let's and let's also we can just say that i mean profess means claim right yeah, yeah. right right so other dudes know okay this isn't just some chick yeah. well just like marking your territory right verbally so he, he, and he, he, also he verbally otherwise pees on you. probably he, yeah he's verbally like just peeing spraying on you to let you know <laughs> that 
that woman is his. We men respect that. Uh, what can I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they know to stay away. Yep. And then after that, um, it's his main role, a man's primary purpose in life, which is to provide. Mm-hmm. So True. he starts, um, you know. And I'd, I'd like to mention, too, here... Um, there's several mentions that Steve Harvey, Harvey makes in this book about mm-hmm. uh, DNA. and About what? Uh, about DNA of men. Oh. oh and he doesn't <laughs> cite his sources of, like, you know... Right, where he's claiming this behavior is in men's DNA. Right, exactly. I mean, I assume he's done a lot of research in, you know, esteemed science journals and such to, to <laughs> no, document I, I, his I, research. But Of course, I assume that, too. But I would just like to see the footnotes for that, just because... <laughs> You never know in these days of like what's true, what's not. Um, so I, I think it's offensive that you're implying that Steve Harvey is not a geneticist. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. He has so many accolades. Like I just could be looking that one over. So right. I mean, um, he hosted Family Feud. Mm-hmm. No, it's about families, right. about men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does make those kinds of claims, though. Mm-hmm. I think the the provide thing just reminded me of that uh, that uh, Breaking Bad scene. Do you remember that when Gus is like trying to guilt Walt into uh, staying on and does the whole like a man provides oh, thing? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just like mm-hmm. a, a slightly better worded version of this, mm-hmm. which is awful. So. Well. Um, some rap songs and hip hop magazines tell you that men uh, are feeling played if uh, if you know they provide anything of monetary value to women, according to yeah. page twenty seven. Well, right. I mean, there he does. You don't want to be a gold digger. He takes a couple exactly. pages to break down gold digger, um, and he thinks that it has been unfairly applied to a lot of women mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it is a woman's right to be provided per- for. Be provided for, and that doesn't necessarily make her a gold digger. So no, thanks for thank you, Steve Harvey. Thanks for clearing that up, yeah. Steve. And once he provides for you, he protects. Yes. Which is um, the section of the book in which one of the most upsetting personal examples. Yeah, this is this is this is my first the first one I noted. Why don't you tell us what happened? Uh, How did Steve Harvey protect his wife? Wait, I'm I'm supposed to relate this? Yeah, tell us. I like barely remember this episode. I just had it marked down as being sort of insane. I just have it as a bullshit scuba example in my notes. They were in Hawaii, and his wife... And a, oh, i just like to mention, just for based on Wikipedia, this is his third wife. Oh! That, yeah, that's, I thought it was that seems about second. right. It's his third. Okay, well, we should definitely be taking his advice. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely skims over the fact that he's been divorced. He mentions it once. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, they're in Hawaii, and his wife likes to do, like, kind of... Um, thrill-seeking type stuff and she is a certified scuba mm-hmm. diver and um he doesn't like that so he stayed so he went out with her on this boat while they were doing scuba shit probably looking at i don't know coral or some shit mm-hmm. and um it made him nervous yeah so he describes himself as just like starting walking around the boat smoking cigars um, is that even allowed? I don't know. I don't know if that's allowed. What is maritime smoking? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm you, assuming... you have to be fifty feet from the boat, so we just had to swim <laughs> off a, a short distance and then come back. Um, again, I think what's important to this little vignette is that 
His wife is a certified scuba diver. Right, so she's done this a bunch of times. She's been trained. Surrounded by other people who presumably are also certified who are part of this dive. Like a tour group. Exactly. Um, And then, uh, please go ahead. Oh, he basically starts uh, threatening people that if his wife doesn't come back up, he's, um, you know, going to kill people or something. Yeah, he does threaten the lives of people on the boat. Um, And what I do think is interesting here is that uh, he he makes a point of saying everyone is going to get on a mask and everyone's going to get on a suit and go down there and save there. And repeatedly they say not everyone can save one person (laughs) (laughs) because apparently scuba diving rescue doesn't work like that. Um, But he said essentially like, I don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll kill all of you if you don't go down there and save my sure. wife. <laughs> Who's not having... She's just on vacation having a good right, time. Right, right, yeah. But the best part about this story is that she knows he's nervous about it, and so she's not having a good time while scuba diving, a thing she likes and enjoys. So she just comes up early, and it's mm-hmm. just like, fuck it, because <laughs> she knows he's probably driving everyone nuts. And he's like, yep, that's me yeah. providing for my wife, or yeah. protecting my wife, but really it's a story about how he ruined his wife's vacation by yeah. being, like, being a little bitch. Well, and then he sums up that story by saying, Marjorie is a pretty adventurous girl, but she's cut out a lot of that stuff. <laughs> the diving and parasailing and such for that very reason. So he can provide, or protect her. So I guess, good on you, Marjorie. That's really sweet. Um, uh, of letting your husband have the illusion of protecting yeah. you from yeah. things that you used to like to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, if you know that ha- your wife's scuba diving makes you that nervous, don't come on the boat. Well, yeah, Stay on like, the shore. Something. Get a fucking massage. He, he strikes me as a dude who probably golfs. Like, go go golf. Oh, do that. Yeah. so hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, he goes on and says, my philosophy for having a good time is that you have to have a good time and return home in one piece so you can tell everybody about your good time. It seems like so far she's done pretty well. She's still alive. (laughs) Yeah, presumably in one piece. Mm -hmm. At the end of this chapter where he's talking about how men uh, do, you know, profess, provide, and protect to show their love. This is my... This is my favorite part. Uh, um, This is on page 36 of my copy. A man may not go shopping with you to buy the new dress for your office party, but a real man will escort you to that party, hold your hand, and proudly introduce you all around the party as his lady. Even though, like, it's your office party, so Mm -hmm. you should probably be introducing him. (laughs) Whatever. He may not cuddle you and sit by the bed holding your hand while you're sick, but a real man who loves you will make sure your prescription is filled, heat up a can of soup, and make sure everybody is in position until you are better. Provide. And he may not willingly change diapers, wash the dishes, and rub your feet after a hot bath, but (laughs) a real man who loves you sure will walk through a mountain and on water before he'll let someone bring any hurt or harm to you protect. So, men don't change diapers. Okay, well, and this is brought up a few times in the books. Mm -hmm. Like, I I am guessing, and I would bet, you know, I'd bet, like, maybe $100 on this, (laughs) that Steve Harvey doesn't change diapers. Mm. No. 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 That's probably what his first divorce was from. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think he has adult children. I didn't look up how many, but he's men- yeah. he mentions them. Um, and he's definitely set a great example for him. I'm trying to decide whether it would be worse to be his daughter or his son. Daughter, 100%. Probably. Well, yeah, he'd probably be creepy as fuck with his daughter. Yeah, 100% so. daughter. And, like, yeah. awful to their boyfriends or whatever. Yeah. 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 
Definitely. Definitely the like cleaning his handgun kind of dad. He's literally the worst. Mm-hmm. And also like saying like a real man won't do these things. It's like you know what? Some people like doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, he talks a lot about what a real man is. I mean, uh, obviously he'd know. He's been studying it for half a century. Or right, for half a century, right, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he was born, he was, like, flipping open the textbook of, like, what is a man, what's, what's a, a man? boy. Yeah. He, he talks about what the three things every man needs. Mm-hmm, of course. Support, loyalty, and my favorite... The, the cookie, cookie. <laughs> the cookie is capitalized sometimes um, i think you guys can guess what the cookie is it's not baked goods it's not and that was possibly steve, the most disappointing part of the book for me <laughs> steve harvey also tries to get you to guess <laughs> i think he says if you can't tell by now what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it should it's sex i'm paraphrasing here and he talks about all the like like things that women women need and uh, he claims that uh, an only way a woman can be truly completely satisfied is to get herself four different men. Oh, this this oh, yeah, the four made men. me so I've got angry. That. An old one, an ugly one, a mandingo, which I feel racist saying, yeah, that's... and a gay guy. <laughs> um, and then he goes through and kind of explains what each mm-hmm. one would represent. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, the ugly one he'll go above and beyond the call of duty to help you out he'll take the kids to their lessons after school running down to the grocery store etc 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 he'll provide it because he's just happy someone as beautiful as you is paying him any kind of attention Mm -hmm. that's the only reason a man would do that no an ugly man right yeah 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 yeah. um only ugly men do that sort of thing yeah Yeah. because they're grateful right an old man will hang around and uh cuddle you Right. He'll spend time with you, but only old men who don't have anything better do, whose dicks don't work. Right. He can't get it up. No way. Um, the Mandingo Man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. He's just gonna... It, he's gonna fuck you a he's, lot. Yep. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's hot. And then the gay guy will talk to you. Right. Well, that's uh, another... Which men normally don't do. Another thing I feel like comes up multiple times where he's like, you've got like two minutes that I'll listen to you, and then after that... I'm just kind of done. Yeah, he does say that. He's like, you can tell a man has stopped listening to you by A, B, and C. <laughs> um, I'm rolling my eyes pretty hard. I, mean, yeah. I can't hear that, but just you, gotta, you just gotta it. like close mic your eyelids next time so you can really get that sound in. Oh man, you guys know that men need sex. No, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? But men. This is the first time hearing of it. Need period sex period. Yeah, but you're saying this sex wrong. Sorry, the cookie. Yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. Emotional stuff like talking, cuddling, holding hands, and bonding. That's for chicks. He literally says that. Mm-hmm. Guys don't like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Isaac and I don't even speak. Right. We've well, never why, bonded. Well, why would you? Or cuddled. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, yeah seriously. You know, it's for chicks. You've got a good month at best without it, he says on page 43. And then he's going to get it somewhere else, but the one exception is if you're pregnant with his child. But here's and the, then he'll let you go more than a month without sex. But here's the thing. We'll get, we'll get to this later. He's got this thing called the 90-day rule, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you don't have sex with a man for at least 90 days when you start right. dating right because the these are requirements that you're setting as a woman right. for what you want and that 
is going against, I mean, a little bit of what he's saying No, but you got to test him, make sure he's a good one. Okay, so he's saying once, the longest, but once, once you start, a, once you start yeah. the longest period you can go is however many days you just Man said. needs cookies. Yeah. <laughs> a mouse needs a cookie, too. He'll, he'll work with you if you <laughs> have an off week, if he loves you, that is. Just so many cookies. He needs all the cookies. Um, mm -hmm. It's okay if you don't, um, if you're not a very good cook. If, um, you know, cook you're in good the at bedroom. the cookie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, like, kind of tips his hat to the idea that, like, your wife might be too tired to fuck, so maybe you should be nice and help her with the household mm -hmm. chores. But also, you know, just suck it but, up. But also, he's had a really long day at work, too. Right? Okay? Like, you guys have both had a really long day at work. Uh, the wife has come home. She's taking care of the kids. She's, God forbid, she's cleaned some di dirty diapers. Mm -hmm. um, she's done all this, you know, extra kind of, like, emotional labor, right? And then he comes home. He's tired, too. He's so tired. He's providing. He By giving her the cookie. He's so tired because he's been threatening to beat up every man. Every man. It's, exha it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Isaac. Uh, I didn't realize how much you do for me. God. So much energy goes into threatening people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she just wants to sit down, maybe watch the latest episode of Law & Order SVU. Sure. And he taps her on the shoulder. And she's like, no, -uh, no way, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, that's not cool, according right? to Steve. No. Just suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Or your man's going to find cookies somewhere else. Somewhere else, yes. He's going to he start mm -hmm. buying store-bought cookies. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Starving. <laughs> I like when he starts talking about talking. He claims that men don't vent. That they just want to fix problems, which brings... No, we bottle up our feelings. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. Then no you, venting. You, you vent them through violence against other men, typically through threatening people. <laughs> Perfectly well, normal. And he's just like, talk to your girlfriends if you have a problem. And if you talk to us, then expect us to create a solution for you. Otherwise, what's the point? Fix right. it. Because there's Gotta so fix that shit. Yeah, he's a fixer, right? He's he's gonna. He's got to provide and protect. Provide and protect and fix your problem. Like, mm -hmm. but if it's a problem that is not uh, like a tangible one, like a clogged toilet or um, well, let's not, let's take dirty diapers off the table. <laughs> um, like that's clearly not his. Problem. That's not his problem. But like you know anything like emotional, like let's mm -hmm. you know you're let's say you're depressed or you have some things you need to talk about. He is not. And your man is not the person that you need to be no. talking about mm -hmm. that with. That's gossip, and that's you gossip. You gossip with your girlfriends about and your that. gay friends. And your well, gay that's friends. what. Yeah, and that's why you have friends. the the old man, the ugly man, gay friends. Ugly old man, gay friends. And maybe Mandingo. Sorry, it's it still feels wrong to say that. Yeah, no, it definitely feels um, wrong. <laughs> maybe Mandingo. I also like the um, uh, his example of a problem that um, a woman might have, which is that. Uh, her coworker bought the same blouse as her, <laughs> and then they wore it on the same day. That's amazing. He, his solution is don't wear it anymore. Yeah. Also, that's a huge problem that women have. Yep. It is, as a person who's worked in a lot of corporate offices, <laughs> and as a woman who shops at Forever Twenty One, I will tell you the <laughs> amount of times this has happened is just embarrassing, and it is, I mean, it's it's the worst thing that could happen. Literally. 
Yeah. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you shop at Target, too. Yeah, like, oh, wow, you know. Um, when someone compliments me on something, I just say, fuck off. <laughs> because I don't want them to know where I got it from. Fuck off, it's foreign. Yeah, it's foreign. <laughs> I got it when I was on a trip in China. <laughs> which means you can buy it in Target. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought that was so funny, too. And, and his solution, again, is like, yeah, don't wear it. Just don't wear it anymore. Don't wear it anymore. Ever again. Just never wear it ne- again. Never wear it again. Um, I mean, if it's someone you hate, that would definitely be annoying. But, like... Right. That's not... A, you're not asking him to solve it. You're just like, oh, this is an annoying thing that happened today. Right. This chick is always copying me or whatever. Yeah. Which also could be a funny sketch. <laughs> <laughs> the woman in your office who's always trying to copy Yeah. <laughs> just getting all your same stuff. Mm-hmm. Why'd you buy that? <laughs> um, I do, here on page 52, there's, um, once in a while, there's a little moment of clarity about, mm-hmm. like, the larger social issues at work. Mm-hmm. And here, he is talking about how, like, men are taught that they protect, profess, provide. Communicating, nurturing, listening to problems, and trying to understand them without any obligation to fix them is simply not what boys are raised to do. We don't let them cry. We tell them to be a man, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But there's no recognition that maybe that's the wrong way to raise boys. Mm-hmm. And it also contradicts his um, claim that it's part of their DNA to not want to talk. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, clearly you've been conditioned to shut down emotions mm-hmm. and don't listen to people. Isn't mm-hmm. that how education works, though? It just changes your DNA, I thought. Mm, I don't know. You're a man. Explain it to me. Yeah, yeah. But that's 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 how it works. Oh, okay. Actually, Education yeah. changes yeah. your DNA. Yep. Cool. Constantly mutating my students on a regular basis. Well, I know when I went to business school for undergrad, my DNA was heavily mutated by the time I got off. <laughs> you know, when I look at you, I think business. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, men are so simple. I wish... I wish someone had told me that before, like, every uh, every piece of pop culture that existed and, you know, the other advice relationship books that we've read for this podcast that are terrible. <sighs> if only. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to complicate Isaac. I'm like, look at his great mind. He has a PhD. He thinks critically. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just thinking about cookies. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I do think about cookies a lot, but mostly, like, actual yeah. cookies. Actual cookies. Yeah, right, sure. But... Um, you know, he, so Steve Harvey talks a lot about, um, the mother. So be it the mother of the man, the mother of the woman, um, it comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, he says that no, no man is a real man unless they can get along with their mother. Oh yeah. I remember that. It's like... Uh, but I'm sure there are some mothers out there who have done some pretty egregious stuff. Right. Like, if your man doesn't have a good relationship with his mom, you should run away. Yeah. Like, I think well, I marked that, yeah, whatever that is. Uh, but I feel like that that's one of those things, too, where there, he has, like, this clear sweet spot of, like, you can be good with your mom up to this point, but not the, like, she calls you at 10 o'clock at night to make cookies for the bake sale thing or whatever. That's true. Mm. Don't be a mama's boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does literally say, if your man is a mama's boy, it's your fault. Because you're letting him be a mama's boy. You have to make him prioritize you. 
Right, you as the woman are, it's your fault. Because it's, you need to interrupt his lifetime of dysfunctional relationship <laughs> with his mother by laying down the law. Right, it's part of the requirements. Did you know that if a man approaches you, he, he doesn't want to talk? He's just trying to, he's just trying to get the cookie from you. Well, he just wants to figure out, all right, how much effort am I going to put into this situation? Or have to put into this situation? Well, whenever, I mean, personally, whenever a man comes up to me, I just scream, fuck you at them. <laughs> because I, I know what they want. I know they want the cookie. I know they don't want any interaction besides that. Um, and you're like, listen, there are no cookies today. There are no cookies today. I know I look great. I know you're looking at... Uh, you know, my and legs. I did dress for you. Yeah, I dressed for you. I put this makeup on and did my nails for you. But like, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do like he lists. He's trying to. He wants to find out if you're willing to sleep with you, and if you are, how much it will cost. Um, not necessarily in money. Right, 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 right. Investing time and effort. Mm -hmm. uh, that's his mission in the club. That's his charge in the lunchroom at the office. That's what he's up to when he skips past all those seats at the church and sits down in the pew right next to you. Which are definitely my top three places of loving to get hit on. Duck Club, which I go to. <laughs> the Office Lunchroom, which is an appropriate place to be hitting on women. But mostly at church. Well, church okay. is definitely the best spot. So this spot. is something I wanted to talk to you guys about. Because <laughs> raised as a uh, half- atheist half jewish person sure so you believe uh, in like half of moses no i'm, I'm ethnically jewish fully atheist okay all right okay that makes more sense and i know you have background in the mormon church right isaac i don't know how you're no, nothing raised. in particular um, half-assed presbyterian yeah you went to church as a kid yeah sure and i do think and I'm not going to say the words in Steve Harvey's defense, I, but I guess I just did, uh, is, sure. you know, like, I think he's coming from an era and from, like, a group of people and growing up in an area probably where that was very much more important than, like, us three in the room that we're sitting right. talking Right, no, church about. is clearly very important to him yes. culturally and in his family. Yeah. And, like, I understand that... As a married white woman, I'm I'm not really the target audience for this book. Right, exactly. Right, right. Yes, right, yeah. <clears throat> but I can also be offended by it. Right, yes. True, true. And I will say, like, I mean, if you are, if religion's really important to you, like, you know, you, you're checking out the, the dudes at church. Mm -hmm. You have crushes. You're mm -hmm. interested in mm -hmm. them and, like... Mormons have special, like, congregations just for young single adults. Mm -hmm. They're like, pair off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I get that, but also, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the idea that a dude in church wouldn't, like, even just want to be friends with you. Mm-hmm. Because that's not a thing, by the way. N well, I think Steve we Harvey at one point said all his friends are men. And then occasionally would mention a woman who's his friend. So right. it's like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, and as we already established men don't have a conversation no they're, they're looking for the cookie no right what do um, you do together if you're not fucking so i'm on page we sit in separate rooms if we're not <laughs> yeah. fucking. this is the first time i've seen his face in a while yeah uh, we also turn out the lights marriage sounds great <laughs> um so uh i this is page 54 of my kindle so i don't know how that goes up to your book but i just highlighted this because <laughs> Because it changes your life. <laughs> because it's just such a funny fucking 
thing that he wrote. So it's going hearkening back to uh, when the woman is tired and maybe doesn't want to give up the cookie, mm-hmm. and uh, the man, your man, wants the cookie. So he says, a perfect example. Your man can lick you on the same breast with the same amount of moisture in the exact same position that you had you hollering and screaming last night, and this evening you will look at him and say with conviction, What are you doing? I don't want that. And now he's all confused. Because, hey, if you lick him on that spot and he liked it yesterday, he's going to like it today too, and tomorrow and the day after that too. But you, not so much. What you like and how you like it seemingly shifts from day to day, sometimes even moment to moment. <sighs> they just be changing their minds. Men, and this goes, this highlights back to his, you know, he says this multiple times, men are simple. They're so simple. You know? Every man likes the same thing the same way every right. single time. Yeah, right, exactly. obviously. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was so funny to me. Um, also, hashtag relatable. Uh, uh, so relatable. Also, I really <laughs> wish he would describe sexual acts a little bit more. It's really not uncomfortable in any way. <laughs> Uh, can we talk about um, the fishing metaphor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I've got one thing yeah. specifically that I want to talk about. With uh, that, but. Steve Harvey, uh, is uh, he wants to tell you what the difference between the marrying types and playthings, which he labels uh, a marrying type's a keeper, plaything, sports fish. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve Harvey, as a man, likes to fish. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're not catching fish for dinner. You just like to put a hook through their face and bring them out of the water so that they can't breathe <laughs> and measure them and see and show them to your friends and then throw make them, them back. Make them suffer a little bit. Yeah. Show them who's boss, etc. Um, but I, newsflash, it's not the guy who determines whether you're a sports, fisher or, a sports fish or a keeper. It's you. And then in parentheses he says, don't hate the player, hate the game. Does, that, does this apply to the actual fish, though, I wonder? Like, are, are fish somewhere reading this and trying to figure out, like, okay, if I get hooked, this is how I've got to play it <laughs> to make sure. Because I feel no, like maybe. at least in, like, the... I mean, we can get Latrice in on this, but I yeah. feel like to the fish itself, not really up to them most of no. the time. No, but, women, though, you decide if a man is going to string you along or not. Right. Which, um, like, in some ways is true in that, like, if you don't make it clear what you're looking for or mm-hmm. whatever like if you're looking for a long-term relationship but you're like oh yeah we can just be friends with benefits then mm-hmm. you're just like not being honest about what you want mm-hmm. but um i do you know right at the beginning of the chapter about the sports fish versus keepers i just not offensive no to compare women to fish. of course not i am i am part fish no uh so he uh, he has this lovely metaphor where he, um, I believe it's a metaphor for sex. He says, uh, <laughs> he's talking about how there's no greater peace than being out on the open water, but I also crave the sudden explosion of adrenaline that comes when I feel a fish on the other end of my line. You can't imagine the thrill that comes when I have to use every bit of my might and mind to see if I can keep this fish hooked, reel it in, and get it in the boat. <laughs> Maybe I'm just reading into that. <laughs> I just assume the lines is dick, yes? Yeah. Is that what we're going with? Okay, okay. Just to, I mean, be, cl- just to be clear. Definitely. Definitely, I could see that. 
Can I, can I weigh in on my, my favorite part of that extended metaphor? I would love for you to weigh in uh, as a man. <laughs> I have it, uh, it's on 78 in our version. I just have it marked as creepy fish fry metaphor, where I think this is when, when uh, you as a woman position yourself effectively, and then he talks about like what he's going to do to prep you. <laughs> okay. Oh, the man who's willing to put work in? Uh, it's towards, where is it? He's fishing for a keeper, and after he's proven himself worthy of your time, then you can let him take you on home, fillet you, put some cornmeal on you, fry you up, and serve you up on a delicious plate. Yeah. <laughs> Which may- maybe is a sex thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm really sure how you're getting cornmeal uh, into use, that situation. I but cornmeal during sex all the time. Okay, okay. So it's, it's a real nice kind of gritty friction situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, I mean, the most the, powerful part of the metaphor for me. And this is really the section of the book where he starts, after he's told you what men are like, which is mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. and emotionally unavailable and stop mm-hmm. trying to make him talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to be like, okay, men are going to act this way. There's nothing you can do. All you can do is act correctly so they stop treating you like so much shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm, I'm, so I'm powerless like, to stop myself from these things, so it's mm-hmm. really kind of so your he, problem. He really dives down deep into the definition of how a woman has to act to become a keeper or mm-hmm. become a sports fish right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. You got to demand respect. Right. Don't dress like a slut. Um, other shit. I want to talk about why men cheat. So uh, yes. Because of you. Right. Obviously. Right. Women put up with a lot of things, but cheating is not one of them. But men still do it. Because they can. And then he talks about um, how men and women view sex differently. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, for you, it's emotional, an act of love, blah, blah, blah. And he claims, that's understandable considering the sheer physics of the act. You have to lie back and allow a foreign <laughs> object to enter your body. Are you... Fuck. What? <laughs> that's what he thinks sex is like? I mean... Maybe with a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if it's attached to a human and you are into it, like, that's not really... I've never thought of it that it, way, personally. Uh, maybe his is detachable. That's what he's... <laughs> he's got, like, a robo-dick. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's getting... He's over 50, so... Oh slowing down. Yeah. yeah. He only needs sex, like, seven or nine times a week. Yeah, no, that's... I was trying to, like, do the math on some of his comments, and it, it, that, that appears right seven to nine well it's no wonder he's on his third wife Mm -hmm. you know after a while in a relationship uh you don't need to have sex seven to nine times a week (laughs) we don't really want to right um gotta keep it fresh right bring in a new one Mm -hmm. somebody who's willing to put up with his foreign object that often (laughs) gross sick so gross he also talks about um how all men especially men of power cheat because he's done it. And he says, I don't know one man of power who has not stepped outside his house. Such a man may exist, but I have not yet met him. But, you know, you have to... But then, once you do cheat, you have to earn the right to come back into your family's life. Mm-hmm. But if women decide that they don't want you back, then he's like, that's okay, too, I understand. But I'm like, okay. So you're saying you're gross and terrible. Mm-hmm. But all men are gross and terrible. So you just have to decide mm-hmm. how much gross of terribleness you're going to well, put on it. What, yeah, what requirements you'll put on it. Um, 
Listen, Isaac's a man of power. I understand things happen. Incredibly powerful. He is just out in the world at his job, and, you know, there's cookies everywhere. It's mm -hmm. like a fucking bakery out there. That's like 50% bakery, 50% foreign objects. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Mm. Oh, man. Did you know that men respect standards, so you should get some? I didn't. Oh, okay. That's actually really great advice for me, like, yeah. going forward dating. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you fill out the worksheet portion? Uh, I did, because <laughs> I had reading on a Kindle. So I guess I could have. You could have. I could have, but... Um, could have written it down. I was really happy that there were blank spaces that allowed me to skip <clears throat> through the pages. Isaac, can I, can I ask you the questions in the workbook section? Sh sure. What specific kind of man are you looking for? For example, funny, hardworking, generous? Mm, I don't want any of those things. Nope. Someone who's who's serious and lazy and stingy, also possibly. Okay. So like a like a Scrooge McDuck kind of situation, okay. if possible. <laughs> Although she seemed pretty industrious, I don't. Interesting. I feel like you don't get that giant money pile without putting in some hours. So. Sure. Two out of three, Scrooge I... McDucks. So Scrooge McDuck is my answer to that one. All right. How do you expect to be pursued? Regular phone calls, text messages, dates at least three times a week. Do you want him to always pick up the tab? Uh, yes on the tab. Sure. And I want to be pursued in, like, borderline restraining order. <laughs> so pursued hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like stalker. Like, mostly non-consensually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Bushes. Yeah. And hiding mm -hmm. in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either either or. Surveillance photos. Mm -hmm. Okay. P.I. If I, if I could come home and, like, things are slightly rearranged in okay. my apartment, you that would be, be amazing. Crawled. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a lot of questions here. You can ask me some. Let's, yeah. Emily, around. what level of commitment do you expect? Do you want an open relationship? Exclusive dating? Should it be up for discussion? All right, let me tell you a little something here. I'm on the app called Tinder, okay? Sure. When I read dudes' profiles that are, like, ethically non-monogamous or <laughs> polyamorous... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack-off motions. I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do a jack-off motion, and then that actually is... My jack-off <clears throat> motion tends to go left, which is great because swiping left means no. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, I... What level of commitment do I expect? Um, I expect... And you know what? This kind of goes against everything Steve Harvey has said. I... I just expect, like, a level of commitment where a person is able to, like, communicate and be honest about, like, what's going on with, you know, us. Not necessarily... Did you have to talk, though? Have a conversation? That's the thing. I don't know if, if it's possible. Man can't do I that. know. So I don't know if my answer is even a thing that is possible. Jesus. So, um... What but I don't think... I think I would prefer to date someone exclusive, exclusively because I don't want to get STD tested every month. Sounds hard. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. And expensive, potentially. Yeah. Why do you think I got married? I don't <laughs> even like him. I just don't <laughs> like dating. I was just like, oh, Fingers fine. just for, like, tax purposes, <laughs> primarily. So yes. Emily, can you help a man build his dream? Can you adapt to his plan? I can definitely help a man build an Ikea table. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a very modest dream. That would really 
like I enjoy doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know if you read the part where you're not supposed to do stuff like that because you're. Oh woman. shit! Well, All you right. can do it. Like you do it right, but then you have to undo it and do it wrong oh, again just to make I him feel better. Screw this in. Right. This Allen wrench is backwards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let me reread that. Uh, as can you help a man build his dream? I'm assuming Steve Harvey means here support uh, his career, support his career, and have his babies. Um, and adapted to his plan of having like as many babies as possible. Right. Uh, I would say no. What should your man do to to woo you, pursue you, give you expensive gifts? Isaac, how many expensive gifts do you need? Uh, all. Okay. I prefer just piles of cash. Honestly, okay. this piles is this is why the Scrooge McDuck is my okay. he my generally has ideal. Points, but I'm sure you can trade him in for various types of currency. He just he he, he can just roll them. That's sufficient. Or okay. like pay someone to roll them for him, <laughs> which I imagine would be time consuming, okay. but. Just heavy, all those coins. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to see, you know, the money essentially. Know that that's there, and that I'm good. Um, and since this is the last question, I'll just weigh in. Let's just pretend that um, I'm da- I'm uh, dating Steve Harvey. Sure. Uh, the dream. The dream, right? What should he be willing to do for me? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely get some jokes in his act about us as a couple yeah i would love that yeah yeah it's so flattering it's really flattering and i'm sure his his comedy does not rely on like terrible like outdated stereotypes oh no 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 of course not well and then if you're there he can point to you in the audience and you can laugh along and it's it's perfect yeah also if he professes and he's like that's my lady oh i mean Done. And guess what? She's a bitch and won't give me the cookie. <laughs> then you're like, oh my god, we're in love. <laughs> Lock it down. Did uh, yeah, I, I could even write this book for him at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about like stuff you should ask yourself before you get too uh, attached to a dude. But my favorite part about this is page one thirty two. He's talking about the game. Mm-hmm. Know this. The game is old, and it's not ever going to change. My sons will do it the same way because they can, and there will be women who allow it to happen. And then he says, you know, you got to use strategy so that you don't get played. So men are not responsible for their actions. We can't teach them to act any other way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's up to women to um, treat them like misbehaving dogs Mm -hmm. and uh, give them rules to keep them Mm -hmm. in line. Is this... I mean, I think that's the correct interpretation of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, One thing that I noted here, too, was... um, So, one of the things that he's... One of the questions he says asked right away is... um, Ask him what his short-term goals are. You know? They're like job interview questions. Right. (laughs) Ask him what his short-term goals are. you see yourself in the next year or two? (laughs) So, then he goes... So, he gives an example of, uh, like, you know, a good short-term goal. And then he gives a... an example of a bad short-term goal that would mm-hmm. make you want to run for the hills. Sure. And I really like the example of the bad one. He goes, <laughs> but if you ask him what his short-term goals are, and he tells you something crazy like, I'm in street pharmaceuticals, and right now I have <laughs> one block, but my goal in the next few years is to have ten blocks on the west side from Henry Street to Brown Street. Those are very specific, concrete goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... Even if you were into street pharmaceuticals, I just wonder, like, how how specific you would get in, like, laying out those goals just to someone in general. Right. Like, it, a, like a girl you met in 
duck club. <laughs> yeah. Or in the church pew. Or in the church pew. Right, exactly. Um, but I, I just thought that was funny. And I've never heard, like, um, and I'm assuming this means, like, selling illegal drugs, right? Right. Um, I've just never heard of it as, I'm really into street pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I'm thinking about going to street pharmacy school. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was going to move on to the 90-day rule. That's my next thing yes. I have marked. Yes. Guys, the 90-day rule. Steve starts out with this extended metaphor about how he used to work for some Ford manufacturing plant um, before he was a comedian. Um, and he talks about how you didn't get benefits for the first until you'd work there for 90 days, mm-hmm. which he thinks makes sense. Like health benefits, mm-hmm. vision, dental. I think my, my initial response to that was you only have to work a place three months to get benefits. It's never <laughs> yeah, been first true of, of anywhere all, I've worked. Uh, he also I, talks about like how uh, union, but he couldn't go to the den- dentist for 90 days because Ford said he had to prove himself to the people who signed the checks in order to get the extras, the perks. And I just love the idea that things like health insurance are considered, like, a perk yep. in this country. Right. Like, um, it's special if you get dental insurance. LOL, we don't have that. Well, and also, like, he's... Okay, so how old do you think... Or what year do you think that he was writing this from? Like, when he was working at Ford? Like, in uh, the 70s? Is he quite that old? Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like, early 80s. Early but... 80s. Early 80s, Okay, yeah. so he probably got... Probably the last time that you could actually get benefits from working at Ford plant. Right, exactly. And probably the benefits were, like, decent enough that, like, it could pay for, like, I think he mentions, like, a crown or, like, a dead tooth or something. (laughs) Like, um, which is not, like, a thing now. No. Yeah. No. Even Uh, if you have health insurance. Right. Like, we have health insurance that we buy, like, on the... Um, market, you know, it's like independent, whatever you call that, individual, individual, mm-hmm. yeah, individual insurance. It's expensive and not very good, and we don't have dental insurance. In fact, going to the dentist tomorrow for a cleaning, and no, we'll be no paying dental, out of pocket. no vision, no uh, mental health, etc. Fun, that's so great. Anyway, so fuck Steve Harvey and his health insurance. Yep. Um, and the idea that it's special, but also implying that you should make a man wait ninety days to get the cookie. Because it's a special perk of the relationship. Mm-hmm. He's got to show that he deserves it. Well, and because women are not sexual beings that have wants and desires. No. Three, no. Waiting three months is not a big deal when you're a fully grown adult who's supposedly attracted to this other person. That's no, fine. that's fine. You have to do it. You have to, and like, plus, it's like it's easy. Also, that's what your mandingo says. <laughs> 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 it just sounds like a racist nickname for a dick. Are we allowed to say that? I don't I know. I think you, that mandingo what? is a is a racist term that people use. I'm looking to say. this up briefly. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Am I gonna have to go back through this and bleep <laughs> like bleep it out? You every just time put it, we say it. Just put a disclaimer on it at the end if we figure out that it means something it especially problematic. Not sound good. Yeah, I mean, it's so arbitrary. Like, if you personally have found that getting physical, quote, too early has led to bad relationship 
choices for you because you get like I don't know caught up in that or whatever like fine that make that rule for yourself if you want to mm -hmm. but it's like not across the board a thing mm -hmm. like you can fuck somebody the first time you met them and it might be real a relationship material situation yeah I mean I this earlier this year I was dating this guy that I <laughs> met on tinder and uh we we had hooked up the second time we hung out and we hung out for like four or five times and he basically asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like, I don't want to be your girlfriend. Your voice reminds me of my brother. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, whatever. That, he, no 90-day no rule applied right. there and he was still very interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, he still Snapchats me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I also, my first boyfriend, I was still Mormon when we started dating, mm -hmm. and he, uh, I was like 19, and um, I didn't stay Mormon, and I will say, uh, it was um, eventually pretty hard, the not having sex thing. It was awful, in fact, and torturous, emotionally. Right. For a long time, because I wanted to, and I was like, but I can't. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was like, I don't actually believe it's wrong, and then we did it. Mm -hmm. Hard. For a couple more years. Oh, I thought you were going to say a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the first time. <laughs> Ooh. It's just an arbitrary test. That's like, yeah. it's, and it's all about like that, that old trope that like women are the gatekeepers and they get to, they're in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Like you are the one who has to say no because men can't control themselves. Right. And he just, he just really loved Ford's um, policies. Yeah. So he just, you know. He's like, I think this is a great company with a great founder <laughs> who was, you know, really anti-Semitic. But, you know, he had good ideas about assembly lines <laughs> and great. benefits. And benefits. After he was yeah, dead. And, like, why can't that apply to male like female it, exactly. relationships? Exactly. A little bit of Mandingo information. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the I guess the sort of literal version of it is a, a, a member of the Mandinka tribe, which is from uh, somewhere in Central Africa. Okay. But the Urban Dictionary version of this is uh, a dude with a giant dick, essentially, mm, descended okay. from said tribe. Oh. So, so I would say mildly to moderately racist, probably, but. Uh, I mean, I think that it was used in a racist way by white people. I, yeah, I would assume so, probably. Presumably. Yeah. But. I, mean, I don't think we have to bleep it out, but um, we're not Let's people say, who should probably use it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would not use it independent of this no, context, I, but. No. I'm not going to go home, change my Tinder profile to Mandingos only. Need apply. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to see what kind of yeah, so would I. that. Oh, one thing I wanted to go back to was uh, for the 90 days, he, he gives us a list of uh, potential date ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which I just thought were so funny. So, uh, go on dates that help you find out each other's interests. Okay, so number one, if he's into photography, hit up a photography exhibit at a local museum. If you're into cooking, take a cooking class together. Host a barbecue at your house and invite him to meet your friends and family. A good guy should be comfortable meeting the people you love. Go to church together. 
Sign up for a sexy Latin dance class so you can learn some new moves. It'll show you if he's tr into trying new things, and you can tell if the man has, um, rhythm? <laughs> <laughs> Go out for the picnic in the park with the kids. Find out each other's favorite artists and attend a concert together. Release your inner kid and spend an evening playing games at an arcade. Okay, it goes on for a long, long time. Play a board game is one of them. <laughs> also, I like that these are exclusive of having sex. Like, you can't just, right, like, go right. to a show yeah. and then and then have sex or have sex and then go on a picnic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, Right, these are all supposed to be in things to way to fill up the 90 days. Right, yeah. It's like, I don't know what oh, dating he, you was like, well, Steve he, Harvey, but... He does say, on number 14, as an example, he says, send each other naughty emails so he can be sure that when he does get it, it's going to be good. And you can make sure he's literate while you're at it. LOL. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's just sending you dick pics and not responding with any like, typed words. <laughs> so, that's questionable. Also, he kind of gives the impression that you shouldn't tell him you have this 90-day rule. You should just see if he's willing to wait that long mm -hmm. and keep hanging out with you. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I I mean, I guess it's the whole, like, you're trying to play the game just like a man would. But, like, can't you just be upfront about it and be like, it's my personal thing. Yeah. Like, if you're not cool with that, that's fine. But, it, you right. know, that's not going to work out. Like, just be fucking upfront like a human. Mm -hmm. But that's not how men act. No. Because they're sneaky. The game is never going to change. No, it's yeah. not. His sons are players. Um, oh, and the last, the very last one in the ideas for dates is number 19. Hit up a comedy show. You can learn a lot about a person by what they find funny and what they think is offensive. Which I think is just so great for us as readers <laughs> of this book. Sure. To really learn that none of us want to date Steve Harvey. <laughs> right, that's important. <laughs> important also like i w well it's one of the reasons i don't like stand up very much is because i am picky about it especially but like i don't want to be offended at a comedy show if you go to a comedy show where it's like you'll be equal parts amused and offended then like what the fuck is that yeah i'm not going i'm not going to steve harvey's comedy shows or shows that he would pick out yeah definitely not well, I don't think that he would enjoy our sketch comedy very much. I don't think he would either. <laughs> I think this is the other... Oh, this this one is just marked as pineapple juice bullshit. I don't know if you remember that example. <laughs> oh, what page is that? Uh, I just one, read that before coming 185. <laughs> oh, this is the chapter about strong, independent, and lonely women. Yeah. Which was... The highlight of the book for me, really. <laughs> I have this one and uh, Back Down and Be a Lady marked next to each other mm -hmm. as key moments. So Yeah, so he tells this story as if it's a good example of how you shouldn't be too independent as a woman. So they went grocery shopping, and um, I think they lived together. It was one of his friends, his male friends. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So I think they lived together. But she was the breadwinner. Was the breadwinner, yeah. She yeah. made more money. Which is, first of all, mistake. Sure. Right. But um, she's picking out shit, and he's not helping in any way, apparently. But he really likes pineapple juice, so he put some... No, he really likes steak and pineapple oh, juice. Oh, sure. Together. Sure. So he put some, a bottle of pineapple juice in the cart, 
And then she was like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, well, you don't have any money, so you don't get to choose pineapple juice. And then she took that bottle out and threw it on the floor, and it broke. And it was a glass bottle. It was a glass (laughs) bottle. And um, Steve's take is that she hurt his feelings because she emasculated him. (laughs) When it's clear she's like a psycho. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, and I the whole time I was reading that, Someone I was like, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, poor person working at Target that's gonna have to go yeah, and clean that up, exactly. like that was because my this first woman, <laughs> this woman is like a fucking psycho. She's trying to prove a point. She's being a huge asshole. Well, that's like that. I don't remember. Jesus Christ! Like, exactly. Who does that? Yeah. I don't remember exactly where it happened, but he talks about it as a positive example. I think it's with his dad. Mm-hmm. Or like oh, some bill yes. collector was coming around, like giving his mom mm-hmm. shit when oh, his dad wasn't yeah, home, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so he comes around again, and the dad like doesn't he actually choke him? He chokes him over the side of a car. Yeah, and so like a clear mm-hmm. like threat against his life, and this is a positive thing that you should do. You apparently, protect, you gotta protect. Yeah, and you know you don't protect in like having a stern conversation with someone like, mm-hmm. hey, bill collector, you're not wanted around here. It's like, no, I'm take come out to the back of my car. I'm gonna choke you like a man, like a man would. Um, Although if he's a real man, he would understand why he's being choked. Right, and probably not have is, a problem yeah, with yeah. it. So and then he respects him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're still friends today. Yeah, they are. <laughs> he's his editor. Exactly. Right. I just like that. That this is in the chapter about women being too independent. It's like no, his problem is that that yeah, woman she's just is crazy. unstable yeah. and, and mean. <laughs> yeah, and nasty. Jesus. Yeah, so there was that one, the, the back down and be a lady thing is on 189, I think, which was similarly like, you have abilities and talents, but ignore those mm-hmm. to make your man feel better. Well, yeah, in the next couple pages, he tells you how to be a girl on a date and how to be a girl around the house. Oh, my God. Which basically is just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Just don't do anything. Like. Don't make decisions. Don't make decisions. Mm-hmm. Don't don't drive. Don't drive. Oh, there's another part. I made a note earlier in the book about how um, some women. He said some women don't know how to drive. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, where did that come from? Is he talking about in a different? I don't country? know. <laughs> like, in the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> or earlier. Yeah, he tells you don't fix the sink, the car, the toilet, anything else. Don't take out the garbage, paint, or mow the lawn. Don't do any heavy lifting. Um, he was born with the muscle it takes to move sofas, television sets, bookshelves, and the like. Unless you have muscular dystrophy, in which case I would argue you're not born with a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've never seen a baby lift a television. Watch the wrong babies. <laughs> Fucking lazy ass babies. <laughs> Seriously. But like, what? You just have to wait to get anything done around the house. Mm-hmm. Just wait for your husband to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and finally. Don't wear a t-shirt to bed every night. Mm-mm. A little lingerie never hurt anybody. Mm. Unless your underwire is poking out and it's right. just like poking it's not that comfortable. And, and like, who likes to sleep in a thong? I don't. Right, if you're just going to sleep. <laughs> who gives a shit? But you never know when he might be, you know. Might be cookie, cookie time, yeah. So Tapping. you gotta be prepared. I thought it was cookie time all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, that's why you always gotta be prepared. Jesus. Yeah. It's just like, he's literally like, I know you know how to do this, but stop. Pretend you can't. And it's like, that's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, what? How, why 
are we treating men as if they're so fragile that if they found out other people know how to do things that they'll that they'll just be like, well, guess she doesn't need me, so I'll leave. But then it's funny because so in this final chapter, it's about the ring, right? It's sure, how to get it. How to get it, right? Um, and he kind of flips the switch a little bit where he's like, it's not 1945 anymore, which fooled me, Steve Harvey. I thought we were. <laughs> I thought this was written from the perspective of 1945 relationships. I thought that Steve Harvey had time travel <laughs> yeah. to 2007 or whenever he wrote this. Um, 2009. But he's basically saying, like, um, if you're a woman, uh, if a guy wants to marry you, he'll ask you. But you gotta stop that, ladies. That's from 1945. Sure. You gotta set down your requirements. Mm -hmm. You gotta say when you want the ring. Mm -hmm. You gotta say when you want the wedding. Exactly. You know? So it's like... In but the... he still has to ask you. But he still has to ask you. Right. For sure. Well, I mean, he probably needs to ask your dad first, to be sure. honest. And well, then, right. And then you. Mm -hmm. um, he does kind of have a, a fun little moment where he talks about how people used to court back in the day. Right. And they would write messages on stones to each other that was kind of funny <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um but yeah i just i mean the 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 whole chapter about like the ring and stuff just like, like I, I expect a diamond ring and i expect you to marry me like if <laughs> marriage is your goal then yeah you sh probably shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to get married that's yeah and it's fair to be like let's talk about it right and and actually, let's talk about what kind of ring I want. Cause I don't want to give me. I don't want you to give me an ugly piece of, a uh, piece of Steve Harvey shit. <laughs> you know. Um, Can you imagine the tacky ass shit he gave his Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm sure. I'm sure his taste is. Well, that's not... why he was so worried about her scuba diving. Because mm -hmm. that was like sinking so her right to the bottom. Well, fun fact. Um, I asked Isaac to marry me, so um, everything we did everything wrong. You did everything. Also, wrong. we've been having conversations for months about how we were probably going to get married next summer, but we weren't officially engaged yet. And yeah. It's just like, so then we got then we were engaged, and there were no rings. Yeah. Well, we, well, we didn't have rings in the moment. We went and got like, I got a wall. Did we get a Walmart or like a Meyer ring or something? That's what something mine like was that. anyway. It took me a while to find something uh, cheap. That would fit me. I had to find a child's ring. Do you have tiny fingers? I guess. Free fingers. I've got big fat fingers. So I guess we shouldn't have gotten married. I asked him and he didn't give me a ring. So it really set the, set the tone of emasculation for the entire marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes there's like kernels of good advice. Like if you want to get married, you need to talk to him about it. Don't just like wait for him to surprise right. you. It's like yeah, no, that's mm -hmm. how it should go. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be a big surprise. But it, it's also another thing. Like here's how you can make life easier for us men. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right, tell us, and then we'll mark it on our calendars. I guess we have one, and right, we'll tell them the, the the marriage date. Yeah, and so then the last chapter is quick answers to the questions you've always wanted to ask, which I found so helpful. <laughs> These are all questions I have. These are all questions I have. What do men find sexy? I I if, if only something in our culture could could give us a clue about what no, men are th into. there's nothing in our culture that gives men clues. Um, I just don't know. Do they like attractive women? No, I think they like... Do they like I naked they, women? I think they like fish oh. first. Okay, fish. Uh, All right, fish. okay, I get it. I think they love God-fearing women second. And then money? And then money, but not too much money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
not if the woman's earning it. Mm-hmm. Correct. My favorite question comes on page 219 about how do you feel about a woman who does not want yes. her last name after yes. marriage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we really don't care how important your dad's name or your family name is to you. You're about to start a family. Man needs to know you're as committed to the family as your old one. You can hyphenate if you want to, but that last name really needs to be the same as your man's. And if you're not committed to that, then why don't you just go marry your daddy? <laughs> okay, I want to tell Steve Harvey personally, like, fuck off after this. Uh, because um, I have my mom's last name. And uh, when my dad died when I was pretty young, it actually worked out really great because I had the same last name as my mom. And so she had to sign all my permission slips and everything. <laughs> and so it was great. And my dad was like... Uh, the opposite of Steve Harvey and he offered to my mom saying I would change my last name mm-hmm. to her last name if you wanted me to and she's like oh that's funny no don't do it um, but like who fucking gives a fuck people from a different time well, I mean I guess there are a lot of people I guess most women still change their names I'm Like, I didn't change my name if it was a really really good name maybe, maybe. um but and, like, I have friends who've changed their names for various reasons, but, yeah. like, they considered it, like, it wasn't, like, an automatic thing. Right. Um, I never considered it because my name is awesome, and also, yeah. um, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. Although, Why, at least and, some of my family assumes you Yeah, have. no, my father-in-law doesn't uh, seem to recognize that I haven't changed my name. But or my, uh, my uncle. Nope. Pennsylvania uncle? Nope. Does not. Your mom knows, that. though. She dresses our mail yeah. correctly. Why didn't you marry your daddy, Lauren? Fun fact, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you have one of those, like, uh, da- <laughs> like daddy? Like a purity bomb? Purity bomb. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Even Mormons, Mormons don't even do that. Um, do men prefer women in flats or heels? I'm going to give you one guess. Who gives a shit? Okay. I mean, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like the way you look when you walk funny in the <laughs> just, tall Just shoes. the fact that it might be painful and uncomfortable for you makes it so worth it for me. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, who cares what men want? Mm-hmm. Okay. Men are so desperate for cookies, then, then they should be willing to do whatever. Yep. Or bang whatever kind of shoes you're wearing. <laughs> Not the shoes. Unless that's what Maybe. Depends what they're into, yeah. Um... Another question is, how do men really feel about women drivers? And here's where Steve Harvey gets a little liberal, okay? Okay. This is the 21st century, so most men don't have a problem with women drivers. But there are some sti- there still are some old-fashioned chauvinistic men who think women should leave the driving to the opposite sex. I don't know what cave they're living in. Matter of fact, I haven't met any of them yet. <laughs> I feel like this is uh, kind of like his last la- last attempt to like save face for this horrible book that he wrote. <laughs> I, let, I let my wife drive her own car. But not scuba. No. No scuba diving. I mean, obviously I'm feeling really enlightened right now. Right, I know. Like, I'm ready to go out and just start. I'm just restarting our relationship, Isa. 90 days. Do, do a hard reset right here? Yeah. Okay. Before Steve, after Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BS. B. <laughs> That's appropriate. I just think that the book should be renamed Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, 
1965. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Act like a lady, think like a man, and by a man I mean some kind of manipulative psychopath <laughs> who has no feelings. Mm-hmm. But who's, al- who's be... also really fragile. Right, but who's also really fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, as offensive as it is to women that like you are the ones who have to be in charge of everything and if he's fucking up it's your fault basically it's also extremely offensive to men right it's he's saying i mean he says it so many times men are simple yeah i'm gonna say it men are simple it's like maybe sir you are simple yeah well yeah this is like the 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 uh mindless fuck machine version mm-hmm. of things that's what men are it's just like I you're really discounting a lot of of complications of what it's like to be a human person. Right. You all I mean that's the thing. He's just making mass generalizations about like tiny 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 maybe little kernels of truth. Yeah. There's some parts of it that are like make your expectations clear. It's like okay, that's just yeah. part of communication. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's, like that's right. fair. Right. But everything else is just like nothing applies across the board in every relationship right. or with every person. Right. Um, separate cookie eating. JK, this guy doesn't eat the cookie. He never no. eats the cookie. Heavens no. That was he the tried, si- He tried it once and that he was, was bad at it, and so he never did it again. That was divorce number two. Because his wife was trying to tell him how to eat the cookie. And he was like, don't tell me what to do. I'm a man. I'm just going to quick look up who is uh, cast for the soon-to-be-a-major motion picture. Oh. Yeah, there was a movie. Oh, it's, it's already out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should have watched the movie. Uh, I, I, there's not <laughs> enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> oh, it's just called Think Like a Man. It's not even called Act Like a Lady. Uh, Chris Brown. <laughs> Wait, Chris Brown is in that movie? God. <laughs> he's, he's the top build. It's a little on the <laughs> nose, isn't it? <laughs> a little on the Yeah, nose. exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got Gabrielle Union, oh. Kevin Hart. Yeah, that, and, that makes uh, sense, Michael too. Michael Ely. Uh, any parting any parting thoughts is steve harvey a republican kind of seems like it okay but he's also black so who knows i could see i could see steve harvey being like a a trump supporter for sure like them being buds be like i I respect the way he's a man i respect the way he lets melania do nothing (laughs) what did uh what did kanye say that he he appreciated the male energy from trump I think that's it. I think I think that's it. No. Emily and I are writers and performers in a group called Lady Brain. Mm-hmm. It's a sketch comedy group here in the Twin Cities. This coming weekend, if you're listening to this the week it comes out, November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd, we have shows at Strike Theater for our new uh, sketch show called Hysteria. You can find Lady Brain on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of the content of those sketches are going to directly contradict a lot of what Steve Harvey I know, I has wish, said in his book. I wish I'd read this before I wrote my sketch, I, I which is about murder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your sketch, which is about horse camp. Horse camp. <laughs> awesome. Um, you can get in touch with us. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have a website, Couples Book Club. Oh, what the fuck is our website? Couples, I think it's couplesbookclub.blog. Our email address is couplesbookclubcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Dinah Lore Rexnut. 
You, you got anything you want to plug? I'm in some improv shows around town through December at Huge Theater. Um, just check out improv. It's fun. Awesome. <laughs> do, we, do we know what we're doing next? We, we don't know what we're doing next. Okay. We're, we're going to be do a non-trash book. I think it's my turn to choose, but I have not cho- chosen. Chosen. <laughs> I have yeah. not yet chosen. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you so much cool. for joining us. I had, it was such a pleasure. I mean, besides reading, besides the book. reading yeah, the book, like... this was such a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you next time. I never know how to end these. <laughs>